Welcome, listeners, to our review of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Tell them how it happened that night. How you looked him in the eye. A man who trusted you and killed him. I never wanted any of you to die for me. You'll stay with me. Always. Until the end. Let's finish this the way we started. Together! Alright, Dean, we're finally here. The final film in the Harry Potter series. You pumped for this one? So pumped. So, so pumped. It's been a long journey so far. Seven weeks of Harry Potter epicness. I know. Strangely, though, it does not feel as long as our six-week Lord of the Rings journey. Is that fair, Hendo? Uh, no, this feels longer. Because I can't remember when this started. I can remember when the Lord of the Rings started. I remember it so well. You know why? Because it was the last time we recorded together, face-to-face. Which one? The First Fellowship of the Ring, part one. Oh, did we do that together? We did. I don't remember that. Typical. So, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 is a 2011 fantasy film directed by David Yates and distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. It is the second of two cinematic parts based on J.K. Rowling's 2007 novel of the same name. The film, which is the eighth and final installment in the Harry Potter film series, was written by Steve Cloves and produced by David Heyman, David Barron, and J.K. Rowling. The story continues to follow Harry Potter's quest to find and destroy Lord Voldemort's Horcruxes in order to stop him once and for all. The film stars, as usual, Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma Watson, along with the usual assortment of cast, including a couple of new people here. We got Kieran Hines as Aberforth Dumbledore and Kelly MacDonald as Helena Ravenclaw. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, really? <laughs> Kelly MacDonald. Yeah. I remember her from uh, Brave. Do you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, Train Spotting. Also, No Country for Old Men. That's right. She does that really yeah. good accent. That's right. That's right. She does. It was actually Kate Winslet who was considered and actually offered the role of Helena Ravenclaw in the first first part. Why would you turn that down? It's such an easy, small role that you could say you're a part of the Harry Potter world. The role was actually rejected by her agent. She didn't even didn't even get a chance to consider it because he thought that she would not want to follow suit with every other actor in Britain by being part of Harry Potter. That's terrible. Like, to join a franchise like this, surely you would at least put it to your client. No, nah, didn't want to do it. And apparently they were fired the next day. That's a, that's a joke. I, that's not true. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like it could be true, though. Um. Okay. Terrible joke there, Hendo. Yeah, poor taste. Music by Alexandre Desplat. Cinematography by Eduardo Serra as well. Daniel Radcliffe actually broke about 80 wands throughout the entire franchise here because he used to use them as drumsticks. Oh, so we're doing franchise trivia, are we? Well, it's the end of the franchise. I mean, we've got to you know, have a little bit of discussion about the franchise in general. Okay. So 80 wands was your leading off point for this franchise discussion. Well, That's- we're starting off low. Does he break more? <laughs> <laughs> Does Ron break 800? <laughs> Following the completion of this movie, and of course the franchise in general, most of the Hogwarts sets were put on display for the public as part of the Warner Brothers Studio Tour in London. I mean, that makes sense. It's a you know big, massive franchise. You want to have some of this stuff on display, get get people to come on down and check it out. You want to have some of this stuff on display. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how, how many of those you got? That's probably it. I feel like I've been pretty well controlled lately. My pun game has been soft. Speaking of soft, of the three main performers, Rupert Grint was the only one who never seriously considered leaving the franchise. I think we mentioned a little while ago that Emma Watson considered leaving after the fifth film. Daniel Radcliffe thought about leaving after Prisoner of Azkaban as well. How come? Over it. Over it. So it wasn't Tired? Like, it wasn't like wage disputes or anything? I don't think so. 
In fairness, if I had to guess which of the three would never consider leaving the role, <laughs> you would guess Rupert Grint every time. Like, what else is he doing? I watched a TV show with him in it, um, with Nick Frost. Have you seen that one? I have not. I don't remember it what it was called. I watched the whole season, though. Uh, I don't know. It was probably like six episodes. It was fine. Yeah, fair enough. I won't go out and watch that anytime soon, based off your glowing review there. So before the final book was published, Daniel Radcliffe actually asked J.K. Rowling whether his character Harry would die at the end. And after a silence, she gave him a very cryptic answer, you get a death scene. Surely you could just say, yes, and wink. <laughs> That's a little rough. <laughs> yes, wink, wink. <laughs> so, do I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, wink. Just surely, tell me. Surely that's much more cryptic than you have a death scene. <laughs> oh, so I die. But this did premiere in London on the 7th of July in 2011 with a runtime of 130 minutes, the shortest Harry Potter film out of all of them. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Part two being the shortest film out of all of them. Yeah, it's good. They don't need to be so long all the time. Um, I probably would have rather Deathly Hallows Part 1 be the shortest of them all, but that's yeah, fine. I, got, I mean, it's not a short movie. It's not like you're saying, oh, this one's only 90 minutes. It's still over two hours long. Yeah, you say that they don't all have to be long. I agree that not all of them had to be that long. I think this could have been a bit longer, though. I think they could have put a bit more into this film. It's the it's the, the culmination of the entire series. Culmination. You know, I, I wouldn't have minded an extra 10, 15 minutes on this film. Cut it out of part one and put it in here instead. Do you mean that literally? Like, take some of the scenes out of one <laughs> and put them in two? Not those scenes in particular. You could cut those scenes and use the actual runtime on this film for something that would make more sense for this film. Would you like maybe another Harry and Hermione dance scene? You know, that really good platonic dance scene we got. No, I want another uh, Ron telling them all to piss off. (laughs) He didn't even do that in Hallows 1. I I don't care. He should do that in every film. But we've got three taglines here, Dean. I think the main one I saw was, it all ends here. That's good. What about, nowhere is safe? That's bad. The last enemy is death. The last enemy is death. I'm not even sure that's accurate. So the first one's good. Makes sense. Ties it all up. They should have had death is the only great adventure. No, you can't do that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that's copyright, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. They could be like, oh, did, did someone else already do that one? <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh, budget of $125 million. Worldwide gross $1.34 billion. 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 So, is this the highest? Absolutely. By a long shot. By like a, what, $400,000. Do you mean $400 million? <laughs> No, it's still by $400,000. It's just more than that as well. <laughs> by at least $400,000. <laughs> by at least $3. <laughs> when it was released, it did set the record of the highest grossing opening weekend ever with $169 million, which was previously held by The Dark Knight. The record was broken again 10 months later by The Avengers, which earned $207 million in its first three days. A true passing of the sword of Gryffindor. Very good. But this did get three Academy Award nominations that year. It got nominated for Best Art Direction, which it lost to Hugo. It got nominated for Best Visual Effects, which it lost to Hugo. And it lost Best Makeup to The Iron Lady. I mean, I'm not arguing with any of them. I'm surprised it didn't get nominated for more. You know, like, like a Thanks for the Franchise Return of the King style nominations. Yeah, but with with Return of the King, that won literally everything. Harry Potter actually didn't win a single Oscar in any of its eight films. It's a good bit of trivia. You should ask Thank it you. one day, Hendo. You. you should be like, okay, out of the how many? <laughs> out of the thirty Oscars Harry Potter franchise was nominated for, how many did it win? 
and hopefully they did not listen to this episode. It's highly likely. <laughs> <laughs> but let's take a look at the history of Deathly Hallows Part 2 in the IMDb Top 250 list. This debuted into the list on the 14th of July at number 207 and then catapulted three days later to number 67. That's its peak. That's not exactly a high peak, is it? If you look at a lot of films, a lot of popular films that that blast under the top 250, you know, hitting 67 is not is not that high, is it? No, I think that's pretty good. You see a lot of films like, I mean, there obviously are exceptions, like you look at Parasite and Joker, but you look at a lot of other films that kind of circle into like the, I say, 120 range that sort of shut out maybe a couple of weeks later. What are you referring to here? Marriage Story? Yeah. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Mission Impossible Fallout, A Star is Born, I Can Keep Going. All great movies, almost. Almost, <laughs> with the exception of one. <laughs> So after it hit 67, it did drop down pretty considerably over the course of the rest of the year to where it hovered into the uh, between the 200 to 250 range. where And that is basically where it has stood for the last nine years. Hasn't left the list ever. It's just hovered in that area to where it currently sits right now at number 218 with an 8.0 average over 733,000 ratings. So it's looking pretty safe for a few years. I reckon I don't see it going anywhere. All right, mate, we're at the end of the journey here. Why don't we crack into it? Our breakdown of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything over on at patreon.com slash themoviejourney. And we've got over 70 bonus episodes over there, including film series such as the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series. We've also gone through some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino. That's right. There's also tons of benefits over there. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put out on the regular. Exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down. And Dean said it's spot on patreon.com slash the movie journey. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits we have to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all. 